the Gophers are on the precipice of having the right stuff to compete on a high level in the college football landscape. And we're going to talk about that today on Locked On Golden Gophers, plus a little bit of news with the women's basketball team. Hey, you are no Locked On happens, Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Today, we're talking a little football and a little bit of women's basketball as well. So definitely hit subscribe so you can stay up to the latest and greatest when it comes to Gophers daily news. And today we're talking about the football team heavily and what they have been building upon. What are some of the most important important positions, in my opinion, outside of the quarterback, and also what are some of the most important concepts that you can see from the highest level of competition last year and even the most recent years, looking at the football landscape. The Gophers aren't as far off as I thought they were, but there's still some things that need to be done in order to take the next step to try and compete at that level. We're going to talk about it today. So let's dive in. Let's talk about first, what is the most important position outside of quarterback, in my opinion? Then we'll talk about some of those deciding factors, some of the key statistics in which the top teams were a part of, and how far off were the Gophers in some of those categories. And then we'll close it with a little bit of women's basketball news and hearing that some of the girls are going to for sure be returning, which is big time. Kicking it off once again with the most important positions. Now, Outside of the quarterback, because we all know the quarterback is number one when it comes to the football landscape and competing at the highest of levels, that's hands down. I mean, you look at the Heisman candidates last season and you have CJ Stroud, who was on a playoff football team and didn't win the Heisman, but he was on a playoff football team. Very important. Stetson Bennett was on a playoff football team. Uh, Max Duggan was on a playoff football team. So three of the quarterbacks heading into the playoffs for college football, all were three quarterbacks in the Heisman conversation. It goes to tell you how important quarterback is. The fourth one has a young and up and coming quarterback as well in JJ McCarthy with Michigan. So it's not like he was not of a very good caliber. You need a really good quarterback to get there. Now, we believe we have a really good quarterback in Ethan Kaliak Manis. So hopefully that step, that achievement that necessary piece is already in place for the Gophers. But what are the other really important keys? Well, one is absolutely, absolutely positively, no doubt about it, offensive line. Now, if you look at offensive line last year, offensive line play, Georgia was a top 10 team for both of the past two seasons in team sacks allowed, meaning their offensive line was not allowing their quarterback to get hit, to get sacked. Over the last two years, last year, they were fourth in the entire nation in sacks allowed with only nine sacks allowed in 15 games played. That's right. 15 games because they played their conference championship. They played the first round of the playoffs and they played the national title game. So they played 15 games and only gave up nine sacks across all of it. It goes to show you how important offensive line play is in this collegiate football level. 
Now, Minnesota's line play was really good last year, but we can continue to improve and get it better. Ohio State finished better at tied for seventh with only 12 sacks allowed. Minnesota wasn't far behind. They only had 15 sacks allowed, came in at 18th in the entire nation, in front of Michigan, in front of TCU, in front of Bama and the other uh, high-tier January 6 bowl games. Minnesota's offensive line play has been really good. Now, we did lose three interior players, but the depth that we have been really growing and maturing and developing on the offensive line room for years and now looking forward as well, I'm not worried in that department, and I truly think it will be a staple for years to come. But how can we can continue to improve that? Well, we got to clean up the line play a little bit more, a little less sacks, and having a more mobile quarterback should also help in that department. So I anticipate the Gophers will stay at the top of this class as the top of this group as well and have more official high-tier offensive line play. So that's one ticked off. Quarterback, we hopefully got ticked off. But another important area was the defensive line. And this, my friends, is where the Gophers need the most improvement. Because although sometimes these other teams in the playoff categories, they could get scorched on the back end a little bit here and there from game to game. But what they always did was they had good defensive line play. They caused pressure and they caused havoc. They caught quarterbacks on the move. They got quarterbacks on the run. They got quarterbacks timing thrown off. So having that defensive line play is definitely a next step that the Gophers absolutely need. And you talk about it, you have the, the Michigan line, which was headed headlined by Maisie Smith and a couple others. You've got the Georgia defensive line who we already don't have to talk about guys like Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith. Those dudes are going to be potentially first round picks, potentially first pick maybe. I mean, it's those guys were the cream of the crop at the top. Ohio State has um, a couple different edge rushers off of the end. And so that edge rush, that defensive line, the creating the pressure, it's not even always getting the sacks, to be honest. It is having the pressure created and allowing the quarterback's timing to be messed with, even by fractions, even by hairs, even by bat downs. That is what is making the difference on the defensive level. And that is the step that the Gophers need to take. There are two big things that the Gophers need to take in defensive line play is definitely at the top of that list. But those would be the most important positions in my in my opinion. When you're not talking about the quarterback, is in the trenches. Now the Gophers have been really good on the offensive line and that side of the ball, but really having players step up, finding ways to get pressure to the quarterback on the defensive line is the next biggest step. Now we took a step with a new defensive line coach. Hopefully, he can bring that out of our guys. Otherwise. That needs to be priority one when it comes to the transfer portal, when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to next steps for the Gophers to continue to be on the rise and trying to get that upward trajectory. It is getting defensive line dogs, stalwarts, chaos creators. That is what the Gophers need. So those are the most important positions outside the quarterback by a mile. It's not even close, but play styles were pretty important when it comes to the playoff contenders and even the New Year's Six Bowls. And we're going to talk about that coming up next and how far off are the Gophers? Because you know what? Surprisingly, if they can make some tweaks, they might be able to make some noise. And we're going to talk about that coming up next. 
First, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Bill Bar, covered in 100% real chocolate, that mm -mm goodness. And you know what? I want you to give it a try by going to built.com, use promo code locked on 15 for 15% off your order, and try whatever flavor stands out to you. Give it one try, and I promise you're not going to be disappointed. It's good for you, it tastes good, and it really packs a punch. It tides you over. It's full of 17 to 18 grams of protein. That alone is a benefit that most protein bars can't even offer. And then on top of it, it's low in sugar with only four grams or less and low in calories as well. Just, just trust me on this one. Take a shot, get the grasshopper, get the salted caramel, get the cherry barcia, which is my go-to as we know. Give it a try over at Lockdown, or not Lockdown, Built.com and use promo code Lockdown15 for 15% off. And if you really can't wait and you're like, all right, I'm going to give it a try. He said it, whatever. Go to Walmart, you know, go to Walmart, Sam's Club. Check it out. You're strolling there anyway. You're getting the bulk up on the groceries over at the Sam's Club. Get the Built Bar. Give it a try. Let me know what you think. Gophers fans, thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers and making us your first daily listen when it comes to Gophers sports. Now we're talking about the trends of these teams that were playing in the high tier bowl games, in the New Year's Sixes, in the college football playoffs. What are these teams doing that makes them special to get to that level? And how can the Gophers get there? Now, of course, there's going to be some differences because you've got recruiting. I mean, your Michigans, your Ohio States, your Bamas, your Georgias, they're going to bring in five stars. They're going to bring in a bunch of four stars, but that shouldn't necessarily be the only way you can get there. And it's not because TCU showed that. Um, we've seen that with Cincinnati, with coach Luke Fickle, who of course is with the Badgers. But beyond that, we've seen it happen on occasion, an occasion. An occasion. In fact, Coach Fleck has gotten to a New Year's Six Bowl with Western Michigan. So we know Coach Fleck can do it as well. But how do we get there? What are the differences? What are the tweaks? What are these TCUs, these Western Michigans, these uh, Cincinnati's? What are they doing to get there? What is setting these teams apart? And that was what I dived into this week. And you know what? The one thing that absolutely you have to have is a balance in the, in the offense. And you know what? We've been asking for it. We've been calling for it. We've been pleading for it, begging for it. You name it. We've been trying. And you know what? Hopefully with a new quarterback at the helm, with so much talent there, and with all the shifts we've been seeing, hopefully that is the next step to come in this 2023 season. But if you look at the playoff, the playoff teams last year, Passing is a very strong element for each one of those passing teams or playoff teams. Both Ohio State and Georgia were top 15 in pass yards per game. TCU was 39th and Michigan was 83rd. Now you might be like, whoa, Michigan was only 83rd. They ran the ball a lot. They were like fifth in rushing last year. So, I mean, look, you, you can do it running too. Hold that thought because yes, you can do it running, but you still need to pass the ball. In fact, Michigan was fifth in yards, but guess what? They also were passing and having attempts in the passing game. They had 370 pass attempts on the year. That's almost 100 more passing attempts than the Gophers at 281. Almost 100 passing attempts more. So yes, you can be a running team, but you still have to pass the rock. You still have to throw the ball, and the Gophers need to do more of it. 
Now, on top of that, every single one of those teams had 220 passing yards or more. Now, let me look real quick because I didn't have it already queued up for myself. But what did the Gophers passing offense have last year in passing yards? Well, in pass yards per game, they only had 182 passing yards per game. Again, the lowest on those other New Year's Six, on those college football playoff teams, they had 220 at the worst. So that's a 40-yard difference every single game. That adds up after a while. And so that is huge. In fact, you're talking about, we just said Michigan was 83rd in the nation in pass yards per game. The Gophers were 116th, 83rd to 116th with a 40 yard per game passing difference. That is a massive difference. Then you're talking about your Ohio States. You're talking about your Georgias who had 298 passing yards per game, 295 passing yards per game, literally a hundred plus more yards per game in the air. And it's not like they weren't rushing teams. It's not like they didn't find success on the ground. In fact, Georgia was still top 20 in rushing yards on the ground. Michigan, again, we said was the fifth on the ground. You also had Tulane and Kansas State, both in New York's six bowl games that were, Kansas State was in front of the Gophers when it came to rushing yards per game. And Tulane was literally like two slots behind the Gophers. So they're still rushing the ball. And I'm not saying to get away from the rushing, but the Gophers have to if they want to get to the next step if they want to when the playoffs go to the 12 team playoffs if they want to get to that 12 team playoffs they have to pass the ball better it's as simple as that it definitely needs to happen you don't have to get away from the run game you don't have to stress away from the run game but you have to pass the ball better so that is a huge next step like we talked about the defensive line play and passing the ball more those are the two things that are really holding the Gophers back because when you look at the other categories, you talk about scoring defense. The Gophers were one of the best scoring defenses along with Georgia, along with Michigan, along with the top teams. The Gophers were up there. You talk about time of possession. Georgia was number seventh in the nation in time of possession. Michigan was number four in the nation in time of possession. Minnesota was above both of them at number three in time of possession. Now I realize that comes with running the ball, but you have to find ways to extend the time of possession and still throw the ball as well. So they're, they're in these areas where you like to see it. They're in the areas of third down defense and percentage and being able to not only convert on third downs, but also stop third down conversions. The Gophers are up there with the best of them. They're up there with the best of them in scoring defense. They're up there in the best of them with rushing yards allowed and passing yards allowed. Now, they're up there in the top 20 to top 15 in those categories. Some of them top five in the categories. But the things that are holding them back is not being able to pass the ball or keep up in the passing game along with these top tier teams and the defensive line and the pressure that they create. Now, like I said, let's let's take a look at the, the playoff teams and New Year's Six Bowls. You look at it overall, and you're talking about those passing attempts. Michigan had 370. That was the lowest of all the New Year's Six and playoff bowl teams. Others were all above 400 when it came to playoffs. So TCU, Georgia, Ohio State all had 400 or more attempts. Again, the Gophers were at 281. Then you look at Bama, you look at USC, you look at Clemson, you look at Tennessee, all of them above 400 in passing attempts. Now, the running games weren't bad for these schools as well. But before I get to the running games, Kansas State, Tulane, the only two other schools in the New Year's Six games that I haven't brought up yet. They were at 379 attempts and 389 attempts. So every single one of these schools, every single one that you want to get to that type of level, the New Year's Six 
or two of college football playoff. Every single program had 370 attempts or more. The Gophers are nearly 100 behind the lowest of those teams and 100 behind every single one of those programs besides one. 100 behind, not just behind, 100 passing attempts behind. We have to pass the ball more and have to find ways to generate success in the passing game. It doesn't have to be deep shots. We can get the screen game with the RB screen game, the tunnel screens to the receivers, the tight end screens. You can get short little, but we have to pass the ball more. And hopefully with Ethan Kalik Manis at the, at the helm, we're going to do something like that. But let's flip it to the rushing side. Let's look at the rushing yards per game because it's not like these teams were lacking. Because the Gophers, although they were top in the rushing, they were 18th in the nation in rushing yards per game. They were 116th in passing yards per game. Too big of a gap. But you look at these teams, like I was just telling you, Michigan was 83rd and they were fifth in rushing. Tulane was 16th or 17th in rushing. And then they were, uh, I believe, did I write it down here? Yes. uh, They were like in the the 40s or 50s when it came to passing. So they're still up there. They're still in the top 50s. They're still in the top 100s. But the Gophers are at 116. It's too big of a gap. So we have to find a way to find balance. I know that might seem repetitive, but look at every single one of these teams in the bowl games that the Gophers want to be in. And those are really the only differences is the balance and the D-line. So those are the huge keys. Those are the things we need. Michigan, Georgia, Tulane, Kansas State, all top 20 in rushing yards as well with the Gophers. In fact, Kansas State and Michigan both had more rushing yards per game than the Gophers. Then you look at Ohio State was 32nd in the nation when it came to rushing yards per game, 15th in the nation when it came to passing yards in the game. Tennessee was 26th when it came to rushing yards per game, and they were in the top 10 when it came to passing yards per game. Bama was 30th in rushing yards per game. TCU was 31st in rushing yards per game. Penn State, 45th. Clemson, 47th. Every single one of these schools is still a top 50 program when it came to rushing yards per game, but they found a way to unlock it in the passing game. That is the next step. That is it. Plain and simple. And the Gophers need to find a way. And that will be something we discuss over this offseason. That will be something we look into as we watch these spring practices, as we watch the spring game, is how is the passing game incorporated, involved, and stepping up. That is what I wanted to talk about with the Gophers football team today, but we do have a little bit of news to talk about with the Gophers women basketball team that wrap this thing up. And that is coming up next. First, a message from our friends over at FanDuel.com. Now, we know that it's the midpoint of the NBA season, and it's the perfect time to download the FanDuel app, which is America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. It's on the simple, safe, and secure app, which are the three S's you love to hear when it comes to a new app on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. So give it a download. You can bet on the money line, the spread, the total, the player points, you name it. They got it over there. They've also got same game parlays to try and advance those winnings for you. Don't miss a chance to get your no sweat first bet over at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA.
All right, Gophers fans, we're wrapping this one up, talking about some Gophers women's basketball. Now, we don't have any leads on what the coaching search is looking like for the women's basketball team. We don't really have any more knowledge on the Coach Whalen situation. Hopefully, we'll hear her in a her own presser in the near future, but definitely can't wait to at least hear more from her, see what's all going on. But she's not done helping this program. She is moving to another position another role within the program and she's already has the work beginning on keeping this thing together and trying to help minnesota gophers sports overall even though she's not the head coach anymore she still wants to help this team become better and she's done just that by speaking with these players by letting them know they should stay here still and build something special here and now the players are coming out vocally and saying you know what i'm committed i'm still doing it i came here with a mission at hand to make this program one to be, one to be a part of, to grow this program into something special. Mara Braun came out, said she's staying, and that, that's the goal. Mallory Heyer came out, said she's staying, said that's the goal. Nehemiah Holloway came out, said that, and it's the goal. Hopefully, we'll hear from Amaya Battle. We'll hear from Katie Borowicz. We'll hear from Roj Masha, who will be a big name the Gophers need to keep here in Dinkytown to continue to build something special. But it sounds like these girls are all in. It sounds like these girls are ready to continue building and help keep this foundation going. And Lindsay Whalen was absolutely a part in that. If you think that she wasn't I'm sorry, but you're just fooling yourself because Nehemiah Holloway literally posted saying that this was her dream coach who she wanted to play for. And she doesn't even get that chance now. She doesn't get that chance because she had a season ending injury and didn't get to play in her freshman year. So if you can, if you can see that, but she's swallowing her pride, she's saying, I want to build something. I want to be here. And she's saying that, you know what, coach Lindsay Whalen is in my circle and a part of my life and a part of my values forever. And I listen and I hear what she's saying. And I want to build something special here in Minnesota, in my home state. I'm locked in and ready, ready to go. Look, coach Whalen could have easily just said, do what's best for you. Go out there and compete. You know what? You proved that you are a dog. You proved you're a hooper. You proved you can, proved you can score. You proved you can rebound. Go do it with the best of them and go win a championship. She could have said something like that because I guarantee you the championship level teams would have wanted her. The Indianas, the Michigans, the Iowas, the... They would have looked at a player like Rose Masha. They would have looked at a player like Mara Braun. They would have looked at a player like uh, Mallory Heyer. Absolutely. Now, would every one of them offer them a scholarship? No, but they would have had a couple contenders at their door ready to offer them if they hit the portal. Coach Whalen could have said, go for it. But she was like, no, we should, we should, you set here. You set here to build something special. And even though I won't be at the helm, you can still do that. You can still build something that people will remember for years to come. You can still set the foundation to help this program be those upper tier programs, be uh, South Carolina, be a Tennessee, be a UConn. Now, is that going to happen in one night? Is that going to happen in one year? Absolutely not. No, not a chance. But to start it now, start the process of winning and building a winning culture and a winning mindset and a winning program for girls basketball here in Minnesota, that can start now. And it takes those players coming back. It takes commitment. It takes the will, the drive, the want, the desire, and knowing that 
this program has to go all out on this next hire. They have to go all out. They have to get someone that is ready to win, that is done winning, understands winning, understands building a culture, understands what it takes. Now is the time. Now is the breaking point in Mark Coyle's decision-making when it comes to athletic director and hiring for the hoops basketball team for the women. Now is that last chance. Now is absolutely the moment. You have the foundational core group of players. You have the youth. You have players bought in, ready to make this thing big. It's on you. Make the right call at coach. That's all I got. That's that's the news. It is great to hear these girls are coming back. Hopefully we will hear word on Rose Masha. I believe Amaya Battle will be back. She said after the tournament that she already signed a lease and she's locked in with these other freshmen ready to get it. Well, the other three said they're staying. So I would assume that she also would stay. So Rose, Katie, what's up? That We got to hear on those two and then we'll see where we go from there. But it's going to be it's going to be a ride and hopefully it's a good ride, a ride to the top. Adrenaline rushing, ready to go. We're getting there. But the Gophers women's basketball team, now is the time. And Mark Coyle, we need the right coach now. You've got support from Lindsey Whalen still. You've got support from the freshmen. Now it's on you. Got to do it. That's going to do it for us here at Locked On Golden Gophers. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you taking the time. Hit subscribe. Let me know your thoughts. What do the Gophers football team need to do to get that passing better? What do we need to do on the women's side of things? Is Rose Michelle going to stay? Put it all in the comments. I want to hear what you got to say. This is Ken Rob signing off. See you later. See you tomorrow. Brother Boskaima. Go Gophers.